nobody that's been successful in our industry thought of like this amazing creative way to like get all these leads or do all this business. It's like everybody just picks something and then they just stuck with it yeah. for years. Nothing that we do is hard. It's just like literally consistency and knowing who you're talking to and picking a strategy that like gets you in front of those people. I have a really hard time relating to that challenge that agents have of like, well, I don't know what to post. And it's like, what do you mean? Honestly, it takes me probably less than 10 minutes to film, make, and post a post. You should expect for it to be uncomfortable and that is a safe discomfort, right? So like, yes, we might have a little bit of that like, fight or flight when so that stress response when we're doing something that feels totally outside of our comfort zone. It's just me doing something that's totally new and I might completely embarrass myself in front of my entire audience and that is okay. I do feel like in our industry, a lot of people are like, oh, you have to work all nights and weekends and all these things. And in my mind, I always think, no, we choose to do that because we don't have systems and boundaries in place in our work. I don't care if I didn't close another thing for the rest of the year, the things that I'm putting in place right now are Welcome to the Market Authority Show. I'm your host, Stephanie Lugo. If you have found your way here, you are a real estate pro who's ready to transition from chasing leads to getting dream clients to chase you. This podcast is where you will learn the business and system strategies you need to grow your real estate business so that you can get paid consistently, connect with dream clients, and keep your sanity. Let's get to it bit of the last like 12 to 18 months from from you yeah. because I feel like um I'm looking at Molly 3.0 right now which is super fun <laughs> thank you um but we go we go way back which is super fun um but we haven't had the chance to really connect on a deeper level um like I feel like we've always been like kind of cheering each other from the sidelines but not really been able to go a step further from that so with that being said thank you for joining me. Yes. Today. I'm so excited because I feel like we're very similar in the way that like our, like we both have two kids, uh -huh. we're a husband and wife team. We both like the agent side of things, but we're also very different. I think like, yeah, like we have the same goals, but like, I feel like operate very differently. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, I actually love, I feel like I love that you say that it's Molly 3.0 because I definitely feel like that. I feel like the first couple of years in real estate, you're just like rolling with the punches. And then we had the craziest market of our lives yeah. where it was just kind of like everyone was holding on and just trying to get through transactions and like deal with the craziness. And then I felt like I like really was at a point where I wanted to take a step back and build a business that wasn't running me that I was kind of in charge of. And I always say me, but it's obviously my husband and I, Jared. Yeah. We're a team. I don't know why it's just easier. I always to do talk the same like thing. That. I know. I'm like, I'm I was like, like me and my Sorry. business and my team. And Bryce is in the corner. <laughs> 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 I know. Jared's like, uh, your Instagram post make it seem like it's just you. And I'm like, sorry. I just, it's like the way that I speak when I'm talking to people is me instead of we, because you're not always there. Right. Um, yeah. I felt like it was time to kind of restart and refresh and see what's important to me and what we like doing. And like, I'm sure you've been there also mm -hmm. um so yeah we kind of went through and like rebranded which and got really clear on who we are what we like doing who we want to work with and I feel like that was what cat like I feel like getting clear on that kind of made everything else in rebuilding or rebranding your business super easy yeah um tell me some of those details like where what are you all about in terms of what you're bringing to the table and who you're wanting to work with on yeah. the real estate side? And I don't know that it's like, 
as you know, I feel like you work with a lot of different types of people, Mm -hmm. but I feel like also we have two separate sides of our business. So one is kind of like you, like the agent help. And then one is just our regular real estate team. Um, but I really wanted to focus on listings this year. I was on a plane and I was like ready in my notes and I was like, listings are what we're going to go for this year. And so I just naturally started talking to like the list, like the people with the listings that I wanted. Yeah. Um, and that was really important, but I feel like just working with like, like kind people, people that you get along with well, people in the area that we like working, um, people are referred to us by other people that we like working with was kind of what was important. And I feel like what's naturally happened is that that's what you get when you put out there that that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it weird how that works? Almost like magic. Like you just kind of say exactly who it is you're looking to work with and you start creating content and it resonates and suddenly everything else just kind of clicks. But it seems like when you try to explain that to people who aren't quite there yet, who haven't totally embraced it, yeah, they almost, they're like, no, I mean, either not for me or not in my market or who would I even begin to speak to? Yeah. Was it really just a matter of getting clear on like, this is what we like and this is who we are. So we just need to attract more people like that. Yeah. And I think too, getting really specific on, okay, like if you want more listings or you want this specific type of buyer, just having that as like your focus then it becomes really easy to know what to create on social media. I feel like for me, we get most of our business from yeah social media. So that's where my mind goes. But knowing like, okay, I'm only talking to, to people and telling them like why we're a good listing agent or how we list our properties made it really easy just to just execute that. Because yeah. I'm not like, okay, what am I going to post today? Who am I talking to? That doesn't resonate with me. That doesn't probably resonate with people that I'm trying to post to get to want to follow me. Yeah. So I feel like getting really clear on that helps. And that's what I feel like once you get that, like once you're like that clicks and makes sense in your mind, it really does just like come to fruition really quickly. It, it does. And because of that, and, and that's really what we've done too. Yeah. And because of that, I have a really hard time relating to that challenge that agents have of like, well, I don't know what to post. And it's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I'm like, why are you spending money on, on, content starters and like templates and all this stuff when like you shouldn't even be looking at that until you know who you're talking to. I felt the same way, the exact same way. Like when people are like, oh, here's a challenge. Here's 50 things that you should post about. It's like, no, that's just going to get you broad. Like you're, you're so broad in that. Yeah. But once you do, and that's why I agree with you with like having a hard time connecting with people and we're like, I have no idea what to post. I'm like, well, I know exactly who I'm talking to. So I can come up with a conversation to yeah. that person within five seconds in my head, because it's natural. I know who I'm talking to. Just like if I sat here and with you, like I know what we would connect with. I know what we would talk about. I wouldn't just start talking to you about some random thing right. that doesn't match with what we would, you know, naturally organically talk about. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I do think it's funny how a lot of times we think that social media has to be different from real life and it just is like an extension of what you should already be doing in your day-to-day yeah for sure well one thing that you do really well at that I admire is and I I cannot even tell you the challenge that I have around this so this is somewhat of a selfish question um you speak to agents because you started like just supporting agents and just being very generous with what's working for you Um, And it resonates really well with your audience, but it doesn't, it isn't presented in a way that 
alienates your clients. And that's something that I've always been really afraid of is, you know, obviously we're still producing real estate agents. Um, and that's like our main thing. Yeah. And then we have the market authority side where I love coaching other agents. And I do not know how to speak to both of those people on a space like Instagram in a way that doesn't like sideline either party. Did you have any sort of challenge with that? Or is it just like the messaging is the messaging? I still feel like I kind of have a fear of that. Uh -huh. I, what I will say is like building your personal brand is so important because you can pivot at every, any time. Right. So for me, I'm like, sometimes if I feel like I am alienating one side or the other, I know that I can just pivot back to the other, you know? So maybe for three months, I'm making content that just speaks directly to one person, but the next three months I can make it and talk to somebody else because you and I, I feel like we've been doing this for so long that people have followed along on our journey and they know that we're human and that we're going to kind of take different paths at different times. But I feel like what I've done is I, I just try to connect that. It kind of happens organically. I don't really sit there and think about it, mm -hmm. but in telling an agent how to do their job really well, I'm also telling a buyer or seller that I am kind of a leader in telling people how to do their jobs better, which makes it seem like I'm doing my job the best that I can. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like I like suddenly, like I'll subtly hint at, like I did this post the other day and I was like, here's why your listing marketing doesn't matter. And here's what really matters is getting like to the core of what's important to a seller and listening to them. And I'm talking to an agent, but like, a seller reading that is like, oh, yeah, yeah so like that is important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they flow so naturally in my life and yeah. in the way that my world actually wor like works and operates that it kind of comes naturally to me. You do it beautifully. Thank you. Like, it really is Thank so you. seamless in the way that you've done it. And it's been really fun to watch you, like, begin integrating all of those different content pieces. Yeah. Because it just, I, I guess, yeah, it, it is that personal branding that's going to be the foundation for all of it. And it just really builds upon itself nicely. Yeah, once you're like, once I knew who I was talking to, I, I feel like it comes so easy. Like I can think of a post and make it and post it within five minutes because it's just yeah. things that pop into my head that I would tell, like if I was having a conversation with you and we're talking about our business, it's just something that then I would transfer to social media. Yeah. I always say social media, but I only use Instagram. Really. I know. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I, like social media is the word that I choose, but Instagram. What are you, how much time are you spending on Instagram each week, would you say, or each day, I guess rather? Like scrolling or like intentional, <laughs> intentionally marketing and building your business. Scrolling, we'll leave that out of it. Okay. If I took scrolling out, um, honestly, because I don't want to be asked about that <laughs> too much. If I leave scrolling in, but honestly, I, I think because I had my second baby, and we didn't really have a ton of hours with the nanny in the beginning. And I'm just like a fly by the seat in my pants person. I know that you're very calculated and organized and like. I feel like me as a human, I'm just like, well, let's just whip it up and post it and publish it. And like, that's just how I operate. Mm -hmm. But I literally will take 30 seconds. I'll put my little Octabuddy on a TV or a window. I'll videotape me doing something random. It'll take me probably 30 seconds. And then I feel like all day as I'm driving or talking or like com communicating with people, I feel like I'll naturally think of like, oh, I should make that into a post. Yeah. So I type it out. I use it kind of like my journal also. Like I feel like I talk to people as though I'm writing in a journal or like sharing my thoughts for the day. Yeah. So honestly, it takes me probably less than 10 minutes to film, make, and post a post. Yeah. I think you Which have to weird. have that. Well, it, it's weird because everyone else assumes that, it, it, oh, it must be really hard. And yeah. 
I don't know if that's a legit thought or if that's more of like a defense mechanism of like, well, that's why I'm not doing it because I don't have the time or I don't have the skills. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, just do it. Just. just I think that's just what you have to do. Like, I remember when stories came out. Remember people would like post their face on a story and it was so weird Uh because before it was just like posts. And, like, people were, like, talking to the camera. And I thought that was so weird. And I could not hop on board with that for the longest time. But then I did it. And then I did a little bit more. And oh, then see, I, I was the weirdo. I was straight up on there. Like, oh, you were? Hey, guys. <laughs> Happy Monday. This <laughs> I was, like, I, I loved it. I was, like, all in. Which really? is weird because I'm super introverted. Yeah. But that was a safe space for me to have, like. I was not. I remember I just sat on the sidelines and like watched people post for so long. And finally I did it. It felt really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But now, however many years later, it's probably like six years later that stories have been out. You're like, that's just super natural. You just do it. But I feel like with anything, you just have to do it and get comfortable in it and get comfortable in your platform. And then it becomes easy. Nothing's just easy to do from the first time you start it. Yeah, I, I, I really resonate with that. And I think it's um, I think it's totally normal where anytime we are trying something new, you should expect for it to be uncomfortable and that is a safe discomfort, right? So like, yes, we might have a little bit of that like fight or flight when that stress response when we're doing something that feels totally outside of our comfort zone. Um, But that is a safe discomfort. And we can, I literally tell myself that all the time, like I'm safe. This is okay. This is just me doing something that's totally new. And I might completely embarrass myself in front of my entire audience. And that is okay. (laughs) I will live after that, you know, I do feel like the people, especially, and I, I've been thinking about this a lot on the drive here. I was thinking about actually, like, I feel like people do have so many excuses though, mm-hmm. because nothing in our industry is like nobody that's been successful in our industry thought of like this amazing creative way to like get all these leads or do all this business. It's like everybody just picks something and then they just stuck with it yeah. for years, yep. tens of years, 20, like nothing is hard. Nothing that we do is hard. It's just like literally consistency and knowing who you're talking to and picking a strategy that like gets you in front of those people. And that's really all that our business is. Yeah. Like if you literally really boil all. it down, that's it. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And I feel like people get so lost and like, well, I need to do this and this and this and this. And like, how do I lead generate? And it's literally like just pick one thing and do it and do it well and do it for two years. Yeah. Yeah. And that and that's so challenging. Like I always think about the the quote where it's, what is that quote? Um, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Yeah. But that is what it needs to be. Like you do need to do literally the same thing over and over again and expect not to see anything different for like three to six months. Yeah. Sometimes. And and obviously a lot of times it can happen a lot, a lot quicker than that. But yeah. sometimes that's just what it is. It's a 90 day sales cycle. I kind of feel like too, being where we're at in our business right now, like I can see that so clearly that the things that I'm doing right now, like I don't care if I'm putting strategies in place. I don't care if I didn't close another thing for the rest of the year. The things that I'm putting in place right now are to like cast me forward for the next five to 10 years. Like I'm not, I feel like in the beginning you're very transactional where you're like, like almost like fishing with your line and you're like, oh, caught one. And um, one of my coaches was saying, like, let's cast your net and, like, start doing things that will bring in lots of things down the road. Yeah. It's kind of cool being at this point in your business. I feel like you see so much clearer. 
You do, and you have context, right? And yeah. the the benefit that you and I have has it been ten years for you? I think almost. Almost, yeah. 15. We got in right around the same time. You're a couple years before me, I think. Are you ten years? Barely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm nine. We're like right there. So um, we've been through a couple of different market cycles. Yeah. And the people that I'm really looking at are the agents who got in in like 2019, 2020, and. All they knew was the reactive real estate where they're reacting to the frenzied market. They're literally just there trying to facilitate the onslaught of need, right? Like the real estate transactions at such a high volume. And for me, I'm curious to know your thoughts. This feels like 2015. It feels like it did when we got into the business. And I remember our first listing sat on the market for like six months. Yeah. And we did open house after open house after open house. We did the price reductions. We did the marketing. And sometimes that's what happens. Like it just takes a little longer. It's not going to be an overnight thing. And when the market shifted, I was talking to agents about this and they would say like, well, I don't know what to do. Like it's been a whole week and we haven't got an offer yet out of listing. And I was like, this is it. Like this is a, this is what a normal market is. Any like throw out anything that you knew from like, what you experienced in the last couple of years, because this is what, this is the cadence that is, is more fun in my opinion, because it allows you to do what you've done where you like really go in, beef up your systems, put those foundational pieces in place and get creative with your business instead of just like completely just being in reactive mode. Yeah. Oh, I love this market way better. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like before you just kind of had to be like a licensed body to open a door Mm -hmm. and now it's slowed down which also gives like I feel like most people in this business have somewhat of an entrepreneurial spirit and you like you get the time to focus on building a business and growing it and making sure that things run smoothly and like thinking about who you want to work with and what your tenure plan looks like versus before we were like I'll get up in this door I need to hop in the car I only have five like everything was so reactive like you said and I did not thrive in that I mean, I did. We've thrived, but like, yeah. I mean, you making a lot of money, like thriving is like those are two different things. Yeah, for sure. We made a ton of money. I know, but like, I you know, it was really hard along with everything else that was going on. Like, it wasn't it wasn't life giving. No, not at all. Speaking of life giving, (laughs) you've had two babies. I've done it. (laughs) We know all about that. Um, How's it been with the second baby? When was when was your second born? Um, October, middle of October. Okay. So a couple months ago, how's, yeah. how's it been? Oh, so good. Really? That's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. Cause that wasn't my I know we, sw- we flipped, we, we flipped. Sw- yeah. Flipped, yeah. Cause my, uh, my first experience was we both, cause I think Graham's what? Three and a half. Grady's, Grady's, Grady's three sorry. and a half. That's okay. He's three and a half in, he'll be four in May. Yeah. And then Graham is a little over one. Yeah. So we both had straight COVID babies. Yeah. Um, my first experience, I, uh, it took me like three years to be ready for another. And I feel like with your first experience, you were like, that was great. I loved it. And my second has been just like a breeze. That's so great. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. I know. It, I needed that. Because I feel like with my first looking back now, I'm like, I had horrible postpartum anxiety. Like I like felt like ticking time on, on me at all times. Mm-hmm. And I didn't enjoy it. And I wish I would have known that that wasn't normal. So I could have like gotten on something because... I feel like it ruined, it didn't, I had a great, like looking back, I had a great newborn experience with him. It just was an anxious newborn experience. Like I remember someone ringing the doorbell and a dog barking and I would be like straight panic. Like uh-huh. my kid's gonna, like, I don't know why. 
Um, well, I do know why I had anxiety, but, um, and this one, I just feel so at ease and like peaceful and no, nothing scary or bothers me. And That's he's great. super easy. Yeah. You needed that for I sure. I totally that, like, needed redemption that. almost, you yeah. know? Like I remember seeing like business owner moms that just like had their baby with them and look, it looked so easy. And I'm really like, this is not like this for me. Why? Yeah. And this time I feel like I'm a little bit more of that, but yeah. I wish more people talked about it because I would have known like, Hey, this isn't normal. I probably talk about it almost too much because of how I blindsided I was the yeah. second time. Because I had that similar experience where just flip-flopped, right? The, yeah. the first one, I was like, oh my God, I was I was made to be a mother. That yeah. was, I didn't have, I did not have a lick of morning sickness. I was never nauseous. I never had any symptoms of pregnancy the first time until like I got a bump. It was like, great. And then um, easy breezy newborn. And also it was the pandemic early days, like May 2020. So that was still in the like kumbaya, like we're going to make through the, make it through this yes, together phase okay. of the pandemic. And um, obviously still scary, but not like the, the, we didn't, we didn't know what we were in for yet. Yeah. Okay. So all I knew was that I had nothing to do, but snuggle at home with my <laughs> baby and not feel bad about it. Um, and business was good. And then when we had Graham, that was 2022 in the fall. And I literally, like, there were moments where I thought I was going to die. Like, I I straight up was like, I don't, I look back and I don't know how I made it some days. I know that sounds so awful to say and, like, ungrateful. And I'm not ungrateful. I have two no. healthy babies. Um, but Graham was, is still a very challenging baby. Um, and my postpartum was exactly like what you were describing. The anxiety and depression was all consuming. Like I couldn't see past it. Yeah. No, that's how I felt. I remember seeing like my girlfriend had a baby a couple months before me and she would just like bring it everywhere. And like, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, it's going to be so easy to work with a newborn because they just sleep. And like, I remember <laughs> the famous like, last words. Yeah. And then I remember like him finally falling asleep on me after like four hours and my phone ringing and it being like an agent I needed to answer. And I was like. Uh, in a meeting, we'll call you back. Like it, everything was crippling. And this time I have the easy baby that just sleeps and I'm like, I could do anything. Yeah. But how have you, have you had to change anything with like your routine or like how you just navigate yeah, this? So different. Before? Yeah. I used to be like, I'd wake up at 5am. I would work until Wyatt woke up at like six or seven. Uh, and this one, I'm like, it goes by so quick, sleep in, yeah. hang out at like, I've definitely taken a step back from work, which I didn't do last time. I was like, I'm ready to get right back in there. Um, but yeah, just different schedule, I guess. Yeah. I don't really know what's that different. I feel like it's a different energy. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I'm feeling a lot of that too, more so because I had to, but it's more of that like, not to get woo, but like feminine energy where it's like yes. a little bit more flow, a little bit more present. Yeah. A little more peaceful. I think too, if it's your, is this your last? Mm, I think so. I don't, I can't do that again. I cannot go through it again. <laughs> See, I literally said with why I was like, I don't, it took me three years to be like, okay, maybe let's have a second one. And with this one, I'm like, we could have one more. It wouldn't be that hard. Just well, another mouth to feed. Like <clears throat> even when Graham was crazy in that first year, I still had that thought constantly. And now that I'm done nursing and now that he's like past a year and he's a little bit more to himself, I'm like, I, I don't need another one. Like, I feel good. Yeah. 
your hormones do weird stuff too. <laughs> I do feel like being in our industry makes it harder. Like, yeah. Because we don't get to just turn off our phone. Like, okay, we're done with work. Let's turn off our phones and have the weekend to go out of town. It's mm-hmm. like our work is always there. And to me, that's always felt a little bit stressful that other people re- – I have a family and babies that rely on me. And then I have clients and people that need me that rely on me too. And sometimes they don't crisscross well. Yeah. Where you're like, I have a crying baby, but I have a Zoom meeting at 6.30 p.m. on a Friday. Like – that's kind of been something that I think if I had a job that were nine to five in an office that I could turn off and take a six month maternity leave from. And actually I should reword the way that I say that it, I, you could do that. It would be your choice to do all of that. But I guess the way that I've had babies is I've never chosen to take six months off and turn off our business completely or put other systems in place. So that's more my fault than like our industry in general. But I kind of felt like maybe you'd be more inclined to have more if there was more like yeah structure and you knew what hours and when you would have to be there i would definitely give even how hard it was i would, I would probably have a third if i didn't have the challenges that we have just as a real estate agent because when you get into real estate you know like freedom and flexibility like that's yeah. like the magic words and it's the least flexible job in the world and that's not to say you can't have freedom and flexibility but it only happens within the vacuum of you having your stuff together yeah And I tried really hard to do that. And I know that you're really good at that. And that's kind of why I like took back what I said, because I do feel like in our industry, a lot of people are like, oh, you have to work all nights and weekends and all these things. And in my mind, I always think, no, we choose to do that because we don't have systems and boundaries in place in our work. Yeah. Um, And I know that you're so great at systems and I feel like you have a business that flows really well. Do we still have to go show houses on the weekends? Yes. But less, less often though which is good. But, but the other part of it too, is like, I'm happy to show on the weekends or like, like Bryce did an open house for the first time in forever for a listing the other day. And, um, you can do that because then on Wednesday you get to like take the day off. Exactly. And so those are trade-offs that I'm okay with making. Those are trade-offs that I'm very like thrilled to make. Um, I, I'm not resentful of the time spent working after the kids go to bed because I know it's going to allow me to sleep in until they wake up at like seven or eight. You know what I mean? I agree with that. Yeah. Have you had to fire clients who don't honor your boundaries? I have been so much more intentional with what we'll take on. Nice. Um, and I haven't had to fire clients, but like I went on a listing appointment yesterday actually and the person wanted something that I thought was unreasonable for what the home's value is worth. Mm-hmm. And we just really weren't, I was telling her the value and why I thought what I thought. She was telling me why I thought, why she thought that that was completely wrong. And I just was like, Hey, this is not a good match. If you have somebody else that agrees with you, you should totally go with them. Is that what you said? Word for word. I did. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And I was like, I really hope, like, I hope that you're right and that I'm wrong. But if you came to me and you wanted my professional opinion as a listing agent, as a professional in our industry, this is the way I would do it. And this is the way that I would tell you we should do things and like the value that your home is worth. Um, And so basically like, we're not seeing eye to eye. If you have someone who sees eye to eye with you, please go with them because that's going to work better for you. Because I'm at a time in my life where I don't want to wait. I'm not... Like we're buying back our time now instead of using our time to make more money, I feel like. And so I'm like, I don't, I don't want to waste a weekend doing an open house there. I don't want to waste 
my family's money on photos and videos and all yeah. of the, not even that, it's not even the money, it's like the time and the mental headspace that things take that don't feel good to you. Like that is what I am done with this year. Yeah. Um, and I would have done her, it wouldn't have felt good to me and it probably wouldn't have felt good to her because we were just on so different of pages. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah. I can't say yes to things that don't feel good to me anymore. Yeah. We had that reckoning in 2020. Good for you. More so because we hadn't really dialed in our ideal client until that time. Yeah. And and once we figured that out and then we had Grady, we like, for example, this is going to sound foolish saying out loud because it probably wasn't the best choice at the time, but we had like a portfolio of Airbnbs and we chose to sell them all in the beginning of 2020 before the pandemic came before yeah. we knew like no one knew what was well I didn't know um but before we knew like what was going to happen I, I, I was like we are not gonna have a job next year so <laughs> you know well we um we we had started listing them in like January of that year January February because we had Grady coming in May and we same thing like we are real estate agents why are we sticking around with freaking property management for short-term rentals like so much time like and it's taking time away from our personal production anytime you try to add something new it's going to take time away from personal production and we have gone through that enough times to where like we didn't want to add that on top of the stresses of a first-time baby um and so then we had already been in that space so we sold out our all of our airbnbs the pandemic happened and we were like, oh, great that we did that since the market crashed. And then, of course, after that, you know, we, <laughs> and then, of course, like the market went crazy. We could have made a lot more money, but it wasn't even the point. The point was having, like you said, like the bandwidth, like the mental space and having a more peaceful state of being. And maybe as I look back, that's why that's part of why I had a more peaceful first time mom experience than the second time around, because the second time around, we had a lot more on our plate. And, Probably. And that was one of my big things last year where we had a lot on our plate and slowly we've been like removing everything. That's, I'm in plate removing mode. Yeah. For sure. Um, because I think, and I feel like we had the same story. We sold things off and like then the market changed. But I feel like that's also, I feel like everything that happens, like then that gave you more time to do other things or have a different experience, yeah. which led you here. And then you did market it like, I feel like everything always works out the way that it's supposed to as like kind of cliche as that sounds. No, it totally does. It so does. There's been so many things that we've sold or that we've done. And I look back and I'm like, oh, but good thing we didn't get that house that we thought was our dream house because this is where we are. And then we met that person and it led us here. Like, I feel like that's just so how life is. But um, yeah, this is the year for taking things off your plate. I feel like for me, I've realized there's a lot of things that have been consistently pain points in my business. Or things that stress me out that I don't do and then I need to do them and it's last minute. I'm having – and anything like that, which I should have done five years ago, I'm now taking off my plate. Yeah. So like, And also if you know what your time is worth and you have two little kids that it takes away from by doing dumb things, like you kind of start to realize, okay, why am I sitting for two hours on Canva making a flyer and doing all these things? Like I'm not a graphic designer and that's a job that I could pay someone else to do much quicker mm-hmm. and take it off my plate. And so that's what we've been doing. Yeah. What other things, what other things have you been doing, like taking that approach with? Yeah. Um, so that I just hired a marketing person, social, um, like my email list Mm -hmm. coming up and like making the emails every month that I have to send to AR clients, but then also on the side of business for 
like I just send her the prompts. I send her what I want them to say and then she'll make the whole, like she'll send them all out. She'll do that. Um, also blog content. It's the same thing. I've already made all the content, but like repurposing it all, posting it to Pinterest, mm-hmm. posting it to TikTok since I've already made it all. She's doing all of that. Um, and then we just hired a virtual assistant who um, will do, this is so dumb, but like a pain point in my business was always finishing a meeting with someone and running to a next meeting and being like, I need to send out that lender intro. Right. I need to send up, set up that search. Um, so they'll do lender intros. They'll do searches. They'll do get, like all those little tasks that I'm doing that in reality, if I'm trying to grow, my time is better spent working on things that grow our business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then you earn more money too. Like yeah. in a weird roundabout way, you always end up being on the better side of that as long as it's done the right way. And haven't you realized from like 2021 that when we had this year where we made millions of, like, I didn't have any better of a life. I just bought more <laughs> shit. That we didn't need. <laughs> that I didn't need, that I don't even like anymore. Uh-huh. Like this dumb bag on the floor. And like, I was stressed out and I worked way too much. And I didn't get, to, the time that I had with my family was like spent stressed out trying to catch up on things. So I'm like, I don't even care if I make less because I know it comes with making more. Yeah. Like if I have a really good quality of life yeah. and it takes a long, like that's not advice for new agents necessarily. Like it took a long time to get there, but it's that's recognizing the season you're in. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I love that for you. That's so cool. And I love the season we're in. Yeah. That's a good one. What else are you excited about in 2024? I really loved, I don't know if it's my age or just where we're at in business, but I feel like I'm so clear on what I love doing, what fills my cup, like what my passion is. And a lot of that, which I know you feel the same because you have this part of your business is helping other agents grow like that. I could do all day and all night and be excited to start over the next morning. Or when I sit and feed my baby in the middle of the night, I'm like, my brain's turning about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and like helping us, helping others, I realize is what really fills my cup. So the marketing and like the lead generation strategies that we're doing right now are like, how can we help others? And hopefully maybe that brings us more business, but like, let's just pour in other people. Only good things will come back to us. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Where are you? What are you doing this year? I'm um, still in a major, last year was like probably one of the worst, like I don't want to say it that way, but one of the worst years I've had in a long time. And so 2024 needs to be like my retention here (laughs) a little bit um, where I'm taking care of my body more. I'm like healing from like the trauma of years past, you know, Um, and we're really getting back to basics like this kind of the same thing where Um, just allowing ourselves to like double down on the things that we love doing that we know work. Um, we have gone through like reductions in our team a little bit, like on the market authority side. Um, like, so which part of your team? So for example, um, we had, uh, a mutual parting of ways with my marketing, um, admin. Oh, yeah. and she wasn't even just like the marketing admin. She'd been with me for, um, over two years and had, like an absolute and like huge part of helping me put together and scale market authority. Yeah. Um, and she kind of automated herself out of the role, honestly. And she, she automated herself out of the role, everything, all the systems are all dialed in. And so she was like, I, I really want to go work at Nike. (laughs) Like she lives in the Pacific Northwest and she's like, you know, 
I think it's time for it. She's 25. She's like looking to like that next phase yeah. of, of her professional life. She's like, I really want to go work at Nike. Like it's kind of my dream. I'm going to like full time go into that process because it's like a three or four month recruiting process there. And so she gave me um, her notice uh, in the beginning of December. And I was like, oh my God. Like I already, I always knew that day was going to come. Yeah. And the way that I see um, myself as like a manager is everything I, I want to do. Like I know I'm a pit stop on their road and on their journey and I want them to leave in a better place. And so I think that we accomplished that. She gave me like a four week notice. And so we spent an entire month just making sure everything was going to be smooth. And it was like the most, number one, it was one of the most healthy, like beautiful relationships I've had with an employee Yeah, ever. Like I, I love her, wish her the best, you know? Um, and also it was a really natural parting of ways. Like, and it made me feel really good about how the business is like, cause she had helped with the real estate side and market authority. And she was just a linchpin in that way. And when she left, like we really didn't skip a beat. And I was like, wow. And, and I got more time back because you have a lot of time that you have to give to managing people. Uh-huh. And Bryce and I went through, and this was literally just like a week or two ago. And we were looking at each other like, are we in that phase where it's like less is more? And like, how much can we, how much can we scale back to focus on that 20% that's going to give us 80% of the results that we want to see? So that we're not like in that harebrained place anymore, which we were a little bit last year because we had woefully underestimated how much time it was going to take bringing that second baby into our house. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Well, managing people is its own. It's, I am not good. I don't think I have the tool. I've never learned the tools to be able to successfully manage people. That's not what I'm good at. I'm like good at ideas. I mean, like, here, somebody help me with this, but managing people is its own business. You have a real estate business, a market authority business and a people managing business. Um, so yeah. And I, I know from your personality that you're probably really good at it, but well, I've, I've had the opportunities to make a lot of mistakes Yeah, (laughs) and I've learned, I'm, I'm really good at learning from my mistakes. Good. Um, and that has been helpful. So if you ever need any tips, let me know. I've made most of the missteps that you could make in those situations. Um, with market authority, what I'm so familiar with market authority, but I'm not like, I've never been in your program Uh and it's changed a little bit. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, we are, uh, going through, I would say like a clarification process. Okay. You know how it is in real estate. It's multifaceted, right? Multi-passionate. We're passionate about the client experience. We're passionate about the branding, the marketing, and all of those are separate and distinct pieces. Mm -hmm. And uh, one thing that I've learned over the last, because we've done it for four years. We've had the Market Authority Academy for four years. And yeah. Which is crazy because agent help is so big right now. And you were kind of the pioneer. Oh, well, thank you. No, I, well, it was like, uh, I started a long time ago cause I had a couple of programs prior to that, but I was just trying to understand the space Yeah, and I didn't understand like why there isn't certain help in, in the industry. Yeah. And I think that's what probably called to you to start doing this stuff too, because you were like, this is so dumb that I, well, I have to just imagine cause this is where I was. 
when I started doing it, I was like, this is so dumb that I just spent six months figuring this out when I could have just asked somebody who had it figured out already. Yes. <laughs> like setting up a CRM. I know. Yeah, that's exactly it. I feel like we all, no matter what level you're at in your real estate career, we're all like, is there someone who can hold my hand to make me better? Yeah. Like if you're a beginner or even where we're at or way above us, like, yeah. And, and there are people who can help you, but their help is like, well, you should really just be cold calling. <laughs> you should really just yes. be calling your sphere. And it's oh like, gosh. it's like, that doesn't even scratch the surface. And so. Yeah. Make your calls. That's make, like, have you been making your calls? <laughs> you should probably just make have more. Have you talked to 30 people today? Yes. But like, what do I do after that? I have all these things that are like a dumpster fire before me, but I talked to 30 people. I know. Yeah. I so I, I, I was going through that and I was like, this is the craziest thing ever. And so I built the Market Authority Academy based off of our process of building that part of our business, like putting the systems in place. And over time, I've gotten really interested in all the different facets, like the branding, the marketing. I love talking about Instagram. I love talking about lead gen. I love talking about like all these things. Um, but what I've found in the last year is where my agents who I work with get the best success and like the best results are... The agents who are already making money, who are already growing their business, they have an established business, or maybe they they just have trust in themselves at this point. Yeah. So where they know that if they do the right things, they will continue to be successful. But the question now is, how do I make myself do the work? Yeah. How do I do the work really well and within a small amount of time? And those are the agents that I love working with because, and, and it's very much like where you and I were like in the last couple of years. Yeah. Cause that's where it's like, okay, these are the things that we get to really focus on. Eliminate anything else that's a distraction or unnecessary or like a siphon on energy and money. And instead just like really focus on, on that 20%. And I guess now that I say it, it's like very reflective of where I am naturally in business and yeah. life. So that makes sense. So you're more so helping people focus on like the business and system side mm -hmm. and then accountability to do what they're needing to do to get further ahead. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. So the biggest difference, I'm a business coach for realtors and the biggest difference from what I do versus like some of the other big name coaches is I have an actual tangible blueprint. So like we have a hybrid mentorship program and a big part of it is like you get to tap into all of my systems and resources that we've spent the last 10 years building into our business. So it's all very swipe and adapt. And then the benefit of that as well is as we are updating and iterating those, they get those updates as well, as long as they're part of the membership. So you kind of like, like dissecting people's business and being like, that. here's the things that we should do to make your yeah. business better. I'm like, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the metrics. Yeah. Let's look at the conversion rates. Let's read this landing page and see if it's actually speaking to who you want to speak to. Or did you just copy it off of someone, which I've done that too. Like, did you just copy it off of some other landing page or template that you saw? I love that. I do too. Yeah. I, do you ever think about going into other industries? I would love to. Yeah. I could see <laughs> I you doing would, it. I would That's love I to. Asked. Yeah. Yeah. I would love. I don't know how to do that, but I'm, I'm sure that's going to be part of the natural. You just start putting it out there and then it comes to remember talked about this I know but see this is where you do really well because you can see the long the long term like you can see the vision yes I only see execution so I see an idea and I'm like okay let's do it and I immediately put it into action I put it into place um but that means I only see what's in front of me and this has been something very interesting that I've learned about myself <laughs> through that process because you are a doer 
I'm like, a I can see it. Like when I think of you, I think of somebody who like, like you could say, okay, on Mondays we send out our emails, on Tuesdays we do this, and, and that's exactly how your business yeah. would run. And I'm like, okay, on Mondays we send out our emails, but I actually like have this other idea that I want to go explore, and like my mind is just so much different than that. So that's Bryce. Yes. And that's why I go hard the other direction because I feel like I have to pendulum to like get us back over. Okay. Ideas are great, but like we have to actually yeah do it and make sure it's the right thing to do. So that makes total sense to me. So you and I should partner together. <laughs> I'll be like here and you'll be like, no, we need to do this. Um, I could totally We should definitely, that. we should definitely talk more because I think, you know, know, we have a lot of things that we can learn from each other. I know. And that's been, this year has been. I think like vision wise, all of my goals and everything that I'm looking at is like a five to 10 year goal right now. It's not like, it's like, what are we working on that will like get our family to where we want to be in 10 years? Like, it's not like, okay, how much production do we want to do this year? Um, I want to hear about the 10 year. What's, what's the 10 year vision? I should probably be clear on that, but I think it's just, it's, I love what I do now, but it's getting rid of all the points and places that I don't like. Um, obviously always more time with family mm-hmm. while making more money. I feel like that's everyone's goal. Yeah. Um, I guess I just mean more so like, like I'm not scared to put in the work right now if it fits my 10 year vision. So like right now for me, it's really important. I like the personal brand side of things. Mm-hmm. And like, I love that that gives someone like you or me the option to do something like market authority. And then if we want to completely pivot what we're coaching yeah. the next year, then it's business development and helping entrepreneurs and business owners. So I'm really working on like the fundamentals of how do I make my brand present in a professional way? Cause I don't feel like I do that that great right now. Um, and how do I have all the foundations and like systems to grow into what I want to be in 10 years? So I'm doing a lot of like coaching, learning, collaborating, all that kind of stuff. You know, what's beautiful about that though, is you're taking action and you're doing a lot, like you're collectively putting out a ton of energy right now. Yeah. You learn so much from the doing, like this is going to, you're going to look back on this time, I feel like, and be like, wow, that was a really important time. For sure. Because of the information that you were able to receive from the activity that you put out. A hundred percent. And I feel like I used to say, because your time with a nanny, like when your kids are not in your arms is Mm -hmm. important. And I used to be like, okay, well, I need to be doing something that's like going to bring more business for us. And like something that like, should I be planning something for this weekend for an open house or marketing or Instagram? And I feel like right now I'm just in this like, like absorption mode where I'm like, I want to learn as much as I can right now and then use that to get more business in the next 10 years. I love that for you. Yeah. And you're kind of there too, I feel like. I, I am. I am only because in the last like year or two, things have changed so much. Yeah. Like so much. So in a way, I, I feel like I'm new to the game again because I'm learning like what's, you know, how are people, like what are the new challenges we have in 2024? Yeah. They're totally different. It doesn't matter if you're talking to your clients or to agents or to other business owners. Like the challenges we have today are so different from what we even had 18 months ago. I know. Yeah. And it's, it has never happened that fast, I feel like. I mean, certainly not in my professional experience. No, it does. It feels like almost like a new chapter in a market. Yeah. Because we kind of went like this and like everything was the same, but just speeding up. And yeah. now I feel like everything's even like, I feel like all of the agents are wanting to learn more and do better. And like, it yeah. does, it feels like a different market for sure. I'm really excited. I feel really good about 2024. I think that it's going to be a really important year for the industry to like kind of 
recalibrate a bit. Yes. And the other thing that I love is I think that it's going to give agents, like you said, the chance to figure out how to elevate. And so with that, I want to segue to your stuff just really quick. If, if you're listening to this, dear listener, and you're like, wow, I want to know a little bit more about that. Like definitely follow Molly. Tell, tell us your, about your Instagram really quick. If you looked at it today, it's probably mostly just like tips on how to grow your business or I feel like I like motivating other, helping other people feel motivated. So it's definitely more right now geared towards agents mm-hmm. and giving value in all the things that I'm learning and like giving that to everybody else. Um, it's kind of been that for a while, but it used to be more geared towards like sellers or buyers or just me in general. That's kind of where it's at now. So if you're looking, if you want to follow along with somebody who's probably casually going through the same things that you are, <laughs> Love that. Give me a little. Well, I want to acknowledge you. Definitely, if you're listening, follow Molly. Check her out. I want to acknowledge you for being so generous with your time here, but also with the industry. I love the content that you put out. And I think that you share a really beautiful, realistic example of what it looks like to elevate, you know, in a way that's approachable and that, that we can aspire to. So I love your content. I love what you put out. Same to you. You're doing great. I admire you. Likewise. Yes. Thank you for having me.